While money can provide security and opportunities, it's not a direct ticket to happiness. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I recently saw a post from a well-known person in this industry, and it started with, you know, I don't like to talk about money. This person is highly successful. And to see them downplay that success is so disappointing to me. But I get it. My relationship with money has absolutely evolved since I started this business. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about it. Money, that is. We all start with our own beliefs around money. And without a good relationship to money, there is a ceiling that's going to be impossible to break past. But before I get into it, I want to share a little golden nugget with you. We are just a few weeks away from a brand new and totally rebuilt experience at creativetemplateshop.com. Everything is going to be brand new for our co-op members. I'm just so, so excited to reveal everything I have planned. And to celebrate, I wanted to share a workshop with you that is super in line with today's topic. We are going to see how you can break past those ceilings and carve your own path to true financial freedom, leveraging a business as an active asset to get you there. Trust me, this is going to be something you do not want to miss. So head on over to bossproject.com slash wealth to get access to that workshop. Now, if you haven't yet followed me over on Instagram, I would love to personally invite you. I am having just a grand old time talking about all the things that are happening behind the scenes at Boss Project, but also just fun projects I have going around the house, things I'm doing behind the scenes and all the shenanigans that I'm up to, whether it's a new recipe or something random the dogs did, like pee on the banister today. What the heck? Like, what was Cappuccino thinking? Also, do you know my dog's names? I feel like you should know that by now. Anyway, if you haven't followed me yet, you can do so by heading to Boss Project on Instagram. My personal profile is linked in the bio, and I would love to have you. Here's the deal. I want to see you wealthy. I've literally made it my mission in life and business to help you become financially free. And I did so because I had to go on my own journey to discover my own relationship with money and unravel a whole lot of work. A whole lot of work had to be done behind the scenes, not just on my business, but on my beliefs around what money meant and what it meant for my future and what was possible for me. And while I'm not a huge woo person, I do think there are things that hold you back from your own success. 
And the beliefs you hold around money are a huge part of that when it comes to building a business that's going to support you financially. Growing up, I never considered us poor. We did fine. Things were okay. We lived in what felt like a middle-class neighborhood, and I didn't worry about it initially, at least not until I was in middle school. And things started to shift and change. My mom had been on disability since I was two and a half years old, but things just felt different. The people I went to school with were buying brand name shoes and fancy new clothes. And we were shopping at Walmart and Kohl's and buying things on discounts. We spent a lot of evenings eating fast food because it was cheaper than groceries. And I think it was then I started to really understand that my parents were just making it work. And there were certain things they prioritized, like our education, and other things they didn't have the money or space for, like home maintenance. I didn't realize how much deferred maintenance my parents put off until I was an adult. But those things, whether I realized it or not, had massive impacts on my future. By the time I was in high school, my dad went on disability as well. He had a bunch of health things pop up while I was in high school. And our financial making of our household shifted entirely in like a matter of days. We went from middle class to barely, barely making up over the poverty line. We were a family of four in a house that my parents could no longer afford, but they had put enough equity into it, they managed to hold on to it. They had saved quite a bit throughout my dad's early years in his career, and they survived on savings and all the work they had put in earlier. But I could tell they were struggling, and they didn't want to talk about it. Or when they did, I could tell and see all the anxiety that was written on their faces or the embarrassment they felt about what they wanted to be able to provide but no longer could financially. I got my first job the moment I turned 15. At least in Kansas, you can drive a vehicle at 15 to and from work. And my first job was the summer I turned 15. I started making money from the moment I could. And I utilized every cent I was earning to afford the lifestyle that matched more of my peers. The money I earned bought me the new shoes or bought me the new clothes or allowed me to go out with friends. But it meant I was saving absolutely nothing. And my parents were just putting a roof over my head and making sure we had some food on the table. I didn't have any inkling as to what that would do to me personally until I was an adult. But I remember thinking back to these moments in high school where I was so (laughs) removed from everything. While we had been middle class for so long, I was definitely in the very bottom percentage of financial wealth in the school I attended. 
there were definitely people that lived in apartments. There were other people that also had parents that were struggling financially, but we all hung out. Like (laughs) these were my friends because everyone else I didn't relate to. They literally, kid you not, I still remember the day this guy from the football team, <laughs> I know, I you can think of all of the cliches. He drove up in a brand new Mercedes that still had the giant red bow on top. And my car literally didn't have a passenger door that opened. Like it was crunched. Like I drove a car that should have been in the salvage yard. But that was my vehicle. And I parked next to someone whose parents dropped money like it was no big deal. I didn't know then, but I think I started to develop some resentment. I felt like I worked so hard and there was no way (laughs) I was ever going to have what they had. They had these big fancy houses and these big fancy cars and these careers that just seemed like absolute dreams. Their parents own businesses, sometimes multiple businesses across the city. Not only were they wealthy, but they had the opportunity to give back to our communities. They were often people participating in nonprofit events and charity events and making large donations to some of the biggest organizations in Kansas City. And all I could do was attend a protest or go on a walk, and I just didn't feel like I was doing enough, even at 15, even at 16 years old. When I went to college, I finally felt like I fit in a little bit more. There was way more demographics in terms of wealth. Me having little to no money was not uncommon at a state school. Everyone's broke in college. And there were definitely people who had daddy's money and a credit card. But the majority of us were just making it work. So At least in college, I felt like I could come into my own and discover who I wanted to be. And the fear of what it all meant after the fact was not really something on my mind. I was able to be so much more present in the day-to-day. And as I aged and went into my career, I knew what money would unlock. So I had a craving to unlock a certain lifestyle. And I wanted my life to look a certain way. But I had no idea that my limit when all of this started was just getting back to the stability that I vaguely remembered from before my dad went on disability. Like literally the limit I set for myself was a pretty typical standard middle class. Like I wanted to be able to afford a house, afford my life, and just live. That felt magical to me. (laughs) And I was craving stability. And so it's fine. I think you can start a journey and go after what you do know and go after what's possible for yourself. But you are going to hit a point where you can't break past it. And I remember a few years into business, I had gotten to the point where we were good. We could afford our house. We could put food on the table. I no longer drove a clunker of a car. Like things were looking up, but I totally stagnated. I did not know how to grow from here. I didn't know what it looked like to do more. I desired more and I was excited by more, 
But I had all of these underlying beliefs that either I wasn't worthy, it wasn't possible, or that the other people just had it set up for them. And that's why they were successful. And because I didn't have the resources or the connections or the history or the family that it wasn't going to be possible for me. I had to learn how to dream bigger. I had to learn how to make money neutral, not have a positive or negative emotion. I had to understand what it meant to build wealth so that I could have the life or lifestyle that I thought was a fairy tale. I had to go on this journey and it took many years <laughs> and lots of mistakes But I am so glad I dedicated myself to understanding what all of it meant and allowing myself to see something bigger than I was previously allowing. But this isn't about me. This is about you. And so I want to explore today your beliefs around money and how they're impacting you and the business that you're building. The first thing I need you to understand is that There is a psychology to money. And success with money is not necessarily about knowledge or how much you know. You can know all the things and still struggle with this. It's also not necessarily about math. I think a lot of people get intimidated because they're like, I don't know how to do math. I don't know how to balance this. I don't know what percentage of growth this or what, you know, reoccurring revenue means or how to build wealth that compounds, like all of those things can feel really overwhelming. There's a ton of terminology, but you don't necessarily need to know the math and you don't necessarily need to have the knowledge initially. Those are things you can learn. Those are skills that you can acquire. But a lot of what at least starts the path to creating a solid relationship is understanding that success with money has far more to do with behavior and like your actual decision making, but your behavior is influenced by your beliefs. And so we have to understand why we're making the decisions we're making, why we're behaving the way we're behaving. And when we think about it in every other area of our life, it like makes sense. If our mom was a worrier, we're probably a worrier. If our dad was a planner, we're probably a planner. Like, and you can get into the whole nature versus nurture thing when it comes to like who you are as a person. But those childhood beliefs influence our adult money-making decisions. It affects how we spend or save. It affects if we go with the flow or have a ton of anxiety around it. It also affects how we relate to other people. And there are a ton of misconceptions or myths around wealth and success, like money equals happiness. (laughs) While money can provide security and opportunities, it's not a direct ticket to happiness. Although I will say (laughs) money has bought me a lot of incredibly cool experiences and provided me a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise. But if we're just looking at statistics... Wealthy individuals do tend to be prone to sadness, depression, and anxiety above all else. And there is so much power in understanding contentment. And I've definitely talked about that in this podcast before. 
meaningful relationships, purposeful work, and personal growth are going to have a deeper impact on you than hoping for more money to buy you whatever life you think you want or need. There's also a misconception that you have to work hard to earn more. And there is some element of truth to this. Like a lot of the passive things out there that people talk about require a lot of upfront work, whether it's building an audience first or building a funnel first or creating a ton of content to drive the SEO or whatever. That's not always true. I've talked about in my training, which you can definitely go watch at bossproject.com slash wealth. I talk about truly passive income streams. And they're not the kinds of things that people are talking about in this online business world. And they are possible. And I have earned so much more money outside of business from using my business to fuel these other streams than I have earned in my actual business. And I talk about that in the training. So if you haven't watched it, bossproject.com slash wealth. Part of it is knowing how to utilize it to grow more rather than working hard. You can work hard and be rewarded for that hard work. You can also be smart and utilize tools and strategies that are typically exclusive to wealthy individuals. And there's ways to get access to them just being you. I promise. Now, this is a big one, especially if you grew up middle class or poor or not that I really I really hate those terms. I wish there were better terms, but you know what I'm saying. If you feel like you had an average life or you struggled financially, whether you have these feelings or you feel like they were put on you because of the commentary from the crowd around you, you may have feelings that being rich automatically equates to being greedy or dishonest. And stereotyping wealth can be super harmful to your potential. And there are absolutely, absolutely unethical wealthy individuals that take advantage of entire classes of people. But that's not what I'm talking about here. You have to remove the person from the equation. There can be bad people and there can be good people. But the wealth is not the reason for the good or the bad. You can be so much more philanthropic and you can earn wealth honestly, ethically, in alignment with your values. And that is something I am hugely advocating for. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. 
When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, one I hear a ton in this online world, but especially from y'all. I cannot tell you how many of you have told me I am not a money person. (sighs) It's so frustrating. You don't have to feel like you are one to start, but you turning over that responsibility to someone else is hurting you. Everyone can learn the basics of finance And if you want to remain a business owner that continues to be profitable and scales, you have to have a basic understanding of money and the financial opportunities that are at your feet. It's literally critical. And I have seen people try to disarm themselves and put it in someone else's court. And I have seen it blow up businesses. I've seen it blow up marriages. I have seen it all. So you don't have to be a money person, but you do have to be willing to learn. And if we don't address these beliefs, they are going to affect you. They will limit your potential. Whether you hold on to misconceptions and don't even see opportunities. I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone who has literal blinders on to what is possible and what's around them. Maybe it limits your willingness to take risks. 
because you don't understand how to calculate risk and how to understand the potential benefit and weigh those risky behaviors. Because some risks are worth taking. It can also limit or create emotional and financial burnout. Whether you overwork yourself to earn more, (laughs) but then you've overworked yourself and you become emotionally fatigued, or perhaps you have poor decision-making around money and that completely fizzles you. You can also create a negative money cycle, whether it's not feeling worthy of the wealth and feeling guilty and you turn to self-sabotaging behaviors like undercharging for your offers or making poor investment decisions. Or on the opposite, I have seen money cycles that make people feel entitled and they have decision-making that puts them at debt and at the kind of financial risk that leaves their home in question or their future in question. I've seen so many missed opportunities for growth. If you continue to be stuck in that I'm not a money person, you would be surprised what a little bit of knowledge and a little adjustment to your behaviors could change or benefit your business. And the one I think that probably held me back the most, at least initially, was the barriers it created to connections. When you hold stereotypes around not just wealthy individuals, but around individuals in general, regardless of why those stereotypes exist, it can prevent meaningful connections, either because you don't feel like you can access them because they somehow feel above you. Or I've also seen it in the opposite, where you put people down because of their financial standing. And that's sad. Because not only can this prevent you from connecting with potential mentors or partners or investors, it can also limit your friendships and connections online and even relationships. So I really want you to be able to break past this. But those ceilings that I'm referring to, those money ceilings, are often referred to as income ceilings or earning caps. And they represent a self-imposed limit as to how much you believe you can earn or achieve financially. Now, the interesting thing about it is it's so self-imposed that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Or if you think you can't do something, then you won't, but you can. (laughs) These ceilings are rooted in past experiences and societal conditioning and our personal beliefs of self-worth and capability. And it's an invisible barrier that prevents scaling beyond a certain financial point, no matter how much hard work you put in. Now, this didn't just affect me. I didn't just get stuck when all of a sudden I could afford Chipotle on a Wednesday, which definitely happened. I also see it happen to so many other entrepreneurs and business owners. I see people gain a lot of initial success, like they are out the gate and they have so much going for them. And despite that increasing demand and opportunities for expansion, they will hesitate to get the proper support they need because of a deep-seated belief that they can't go any further anyway. 
And so they limit what's possible for themselves. And sometimes fizzle out entirely because either they don't get the support they need and now all of a sudden the client experience is wackadoodle or the clients are frustrated or upset because the promises they're making are no longer being fulfilled. Like It doesn't just impact your potential for scale. It can also put you out of business. I also see a ton of people that really do have a profitable business model, but they continue to underprice what they're doing. And it all comes from this childhood belief of asking too much equals greedy. When sometimes asking for what you need is because you need it and that's what it needs to be to make your business work, to be able to afford the overhead, to be able to afford the life you have. And there's a lot that goes into like knowing what those things are and being willing to accept them and that helps you unravel those feelings. I've also seen people avoid larger clients or contracts or more advanced clients because they fear that they can't handle it, even though their business is more than capable. And that ceiling was tied to a fear of success. I used to joke early on that I was scared of being successful, but it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. I had a lot of things that worked for me out of the gate. I had tens of thousands of people who joined a Facebook group. I had hundreds of thousands of visitors to my blog. I got millions of downloads on my podcast. There's no way that all just was me. There was a lot that came to me that I didn't feel responsible for, but I put barriers up and I didn't want to let it in. And it definitely slowed me down. And it definitely meant I had missed opportunities and missed success and missed income. And if we don't work through these things, Even if all of that stuff sounds crappy already, like I want you to be clear what it can do to your business. That plateau stagnation that I'm talking about, that can feel like you're on a desert island and no one's there to save you and you don't know how to get off of it and you don't have the resources to get off of it. And I see a lot of people give up, even if the business is successful, even if it's paying them well, that stagnation can just fizzle you. I know we've talked about lost opportunities, but you can turn down lucrative deals or clients or partnerships because you feel like you're not ready or deserving. I know I have. I remember I turned down a book deal and I still have a lot of wonders of like, was I supposed to write that book? Was I supposed to take that offer? I still don't know. I'll never know. It can also put you in a huge financial strain. And I've done this to myself. I don't want you to assume that because I'm where I'm at now, because I built a business into the millions, because I've had success, because I have the dream house, whatever, that like I haven't done this. I have absolutely undercharged. I have absolutely jacked up my cash flow to the point that I couldn't pay myself for months. I have made decisions that required me to lay off staff. Like I am not a perfect person and I am very willing to admit that. And some financial strain is sometimes unavoidable. So I'm not saying that all financial strain is for cause of your own because that is also 
freaking not true. (laughs) There are just some things you cannot account for and some things that cannot be planned. So I don't want you to assume that, but you can put yourself in certain positions. And that burnout that I talked about, that overworking, the trying to break through, but not actually doing it, not actually addressing the underlying issues. I've seen it put people out of business time and time and time again. But we can do this. We can do this in community. We can do this together. And I want to help you. There is a reason I have dedicated my life to this. I didn't realize for so long that the first stage in my journey was not actually to try to reach any sort of like financial, you know, destination that was glorious and beautiful. I just wanted stability. And stability is freaking sexy, guys. Stability is like grounding and provides so much security. Now that I'm at the point where I have a level of financial freedom that allows me to have a life and lifestyle that I didn't even think was possible when I started this business, I know that this work was necessary. And it starts with awareness. You have to recognize and acknowledge where your ceilings are. Those beliefs that you hold, some are implanted from childhood for sure, but some are also deep-rooted and things that you need to work on. And there may be some unlearning in other areas of your life that's not just money-related that you have to do to make this possible. That mindset work is going to come in so many different ways. It might be journaling to talk about the stories that held you back or when you developed a certain belief or why you believe something. Then maybe you want to unpack that with a therapist or you share about it in our community or you post about it online. I mean, there is no right or wrong way, in my opinion, to process, though if there's trauma involved, I definitely recommend that you get qualified guidance on these things. You can work with a coach. You can unpack these things. You can challenge your belief system. But I know for me, a lot of the mindset work was also allowing myself to dream. Like if you don't ever imagine yourself past a certain point, you got to dream bigger before you can open that up for yourself. I also think surrounding yourself and networking with other successful people normalizes a level of success. I have struggled in my day-to-day life making friends because at this point, I am no stranger to talking about money. And I know that me saying I've made millions 17 times a week on Instagram may get old to some people, but I need you to understand it's because I want to normalize that money is neutral and it is a mechanism. It is an opportunity, and me doing it does not mean you can't. If anything, me doing it, I want it to open up your eyes that it is possible for you too. Like, where is the rooted belief that you shouldn't talk about it? Why are women not allowed to disclose how much money they make at work, but men are encouraged to? There's just some things going on, some things going on that you got to work through. Setting some of those goals is going to make this more doable. And I do recommend starting with things that are like just a little bit uncomfy, not like totally 
out of this world. Oh my God, I could never do that. Like, that's going to be hard. You need to start with something that you're like, eh, I think I could do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I know for me, one of those early ones was I want more help. Like, I want more help in this business. I want more help around the house. And one of the first things I delegated was someone cleaning for me before I hired anyone on staff at this business. And then eventually it was laundry and help with food prep and a ton of different staff that take care of various different things inside the actual business. But I had to start with just believing one thing was possible. So like, what is the one thing you want to get off your plate and make it doable for you? You know, is it an extra $500 a month? Is it an extra $1,000 a month? I mean, it could be an extra five or 10 or 20 extra thousand a month, but like baby steps, (laughs) baby steps, my friend. If you take away nothing else from this, I want you to understand the importance of your financial literacy in your potential and in your ability to continue to move forward. You deserve to understand. Financial education equips you with the knowledge. It provides more understanding of money, finances, business growth, and how you apply all of that personally as well. Tax strategies, saving for retirement, investments, other assets, property. Like I could keep going. There's so much to learn. And I don't claim to be a financial advisor. In fact, I think it's super dangerous for someone not qualified to do so to provide the financial education on the personal side. But I am determined as someone who's been successful in the business space to lay the groundwork for what it looks like to build the financial knowledge, to build a profitable business. And then you can build your money team. It's not just me. Like, I am not the only one that makes this thing work. I'm the CEO of my business, but I have a financial advisor that helps me identify opportunities to save for retirement and to meet personal savings goals. I have a tax strategist that is helping me understand my tax opportunities and tax liabilities and how to plan for them. I have a bookkeeper that's helping me track on the day to day, the week to week, the month to month, what is financially happening inside my business. I have a CPA who's filing the taxes on my behalf and holds some of the liability so that if I was ever audited, I have people there to support me in this. Now, I know a ton about all of these different areas, and yet I continue to align myself with other individuals that are just going to continue to open doors, teach me more, and take me on the journey with them. And in fact, I think a lot of this comes down to being proactive, to being one step ahead of where you need to be so you understand what's next. Because there's tons of decisions you can make even inside your business that will change what's required of you from the financial side. Like if you go to hire an employee and now you have payroll, you have payroll taxes, you have state filings. If you offer retirement like a 401k or health benefits, like there are so many other things that this touches. And there's a lot of steps between now and then. I built the co-op 
to help you reach true financial stability by leveraging a business to help you get there. And then once you're stable, I privately take clients to true security by coaching and consulting alongside your business and equipping you with the right connections to take the next steps in your financial journey. I am so excited about everything we've been working on behind the scenes at creativetemplateshop.com and all of the changes that we're bringing to the co-op and all of the new experiences that are coming, the things that are still in the works The next year is going to be one of the wildest rides in my business, and I am so here for it, and I'm so excited because you need this. You need someone who's willing to talk about it. I want to help you understand the financial basics you need inside your business to help you fuel the life you have and the life you want. It can be simple but it requires you to pay attention. And I want to give you a sneak preview of what that looks like. I have put together a training that's going to walk you through this, how I got to true financial security and how you can too. I'm going to be sharing the exact things that wealthy people do not want you to know and how you can steal, copy, and paste them before that wealth gap gets any further. I want you to go to bossproject.com slash wealth to dive deeper into achieving true financial freedom. I want to do it together. Bossproject.com slash wealth. See you next time. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the -the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.